This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thank you for downloading the Giles Corrin Has No Idea podcast. This week, Esther and I are on holiday, so yay! Uh, But only in England, so, well, still yay, just a bit quieter. But rather than leave you with nothing to listen to, because you can't listen to nothing, how else could you bear the housework or the gardening or whatever you do do to kill the time when we're droning on? We will be bringing you two special, new and totally different podcasts, which may or may not have been aired in the last couple of weeks on my Times radio show. This entirely new and totally original podcast is called Desert Island Crisps, Each week I take a major celebrity, generally an old friend of mine, so that I'm not all nervous when they come round to my house expecting to be fed, and set them adrift on a desert island without food or drink, and then invite them to tell us the eight things they would most miss eating in such a situation, and we try to provide a few of them, learning, along the way, a little bit about what makes them tick. This week it's the fox-trotting fringe fancier, bright orange beauty, Cambridge art history graduate, and, conveniently, my sister's best friend, the wonderful Claudia Winkleman. Thank you so much for having me. I couldn't say no. Once you said, I mean, you had me sort of at desert and then Island Chris. So I was like, yes, of course. I've got, I mean, I've got quite a lot to say about Chris. I don't know how long we've got an I, hour, but I, this could get run on and on. So what we're going to attempt to do I love it. is to tell the story of your life up to the, all the hardship, the struggles, you know. There's been many. I know. I, they, I mean, I looked at your Wikipedia page. I, I, because you being my friend, there are things about your career, obviously, I don't know. I, but that I don't know either. Yeah. And Wikipedia could teach us both because I know so old that I do stuff and I forget I've done it so somebody will come up to me and go oh don't you remember we did that thing I can't remember I can't remember anything at the end of Strictly every year they say uh, look everybody put five names in a hat and they could take part next year just ideas you've had and I'm like oh brilliant I love that and everybody props boys lighting we all put five names in I don't think I've never I don't think I have ever put a name in that hasn't already taken part I say you know who should we have we should have this person they go yeah Claude they they won it (laughs) 2012 I'm like okay interesting have you ever managed to get anybody onto it I mean do you have do you hold weight do you hold sway no I know I'm an idiot I read out loud I paint myself bright orange two spray tans on the Friday just so nobody panics. Um, oh, that's spray tan, is it? You thought I'd had lunch outside. No. You're looking lo- wonderfully au naturel, by the way, Yeah, now. I can't bear it. Um, uh, and then, no, I hold no sway. I know my, my place. Read out loud, leave. Because I spent my, my far lesser TV career that has been going since about 2005, I have been basically endeavouring to become famous enough to get asked to go on Strictly. You can do it whenever you want. There have been... Can I? 
course you I can't can. dance and don't really want to, but I want to matter. be asked, though. Yes, of course. I want to be asked to go, unfortunately, I'm great friends with Claudia. But then I can say I've turned it down. Whereas no one's ever asked me. And I've, I've had moments in the last 15 years yes. when I've got nearly famous. Well, I've kind of had moments where I was quite famous. Yes. You know how it goes up yes, and down. Yes. The bit when they recognise you on the bus, you have to be on the telly. Yeah. And then you don't work for a couple of years and you fade yeah. away. Yeah. No, whenever you want, come and do a rumba. Fine, that's a sort of quid pro quo. You do just that's how it works. That's how it works. Um, once you were talking about Strictly, can you just? I'm not. I have. This is not an interview. This is not going to be a difficult grilling where I ask things no, and not. tear you apart, and then we we take out a headline and put it on the front and end you. Obviously, yeah. But um, where where are we with Strictly 2020? It is it is happening. I don't know. Again, right. when um, when they say Claude, get in a car, come. I will, because I only work. Well, you did, and you came here. I bet, you see, I only work genuinely because I'm obedient. Because I just nod, and I that's how my parents brought me up. That's how I did A-levels, GCSEs, finals. Any work I've done, I just nod and get it done. <laughs> so um, the answer is I don't know. I think they're trying to do everything to get it on the air, but I don't know anything else. And it would, in theory, they would want to be getting it on soon I mean, autumn, isn't it? It's sort of... Sort of autumn-y. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be late autumn. What will, you, what will you do if they don't? I don't know. I'll come round here and talk about Chris. Yeah, we will. We, we, we Every can time to... you do the school run, you'll just find me outside in a small makeshift tent, week holding after, a packet we... of skips, oh, could, going, could... "I'm ready." <laughs> if you want part two, because I've got quite a lot to say about walkers. You also like, yeah. toast and marmite. I do. Are, you, are we doing my list well, now? Well, yes. I'm Listen, very excited. Are these broadly in order? I've got. I think they are broadly. I mean, let's start toast and marmite. When all is said and done, while you describe it, I'm going to just make a little bit of toast and marmite. I know you don't really want to eat anything. I don't want to eat anything because I've just had a four-egg omelette with fried onions and cheddar cheese. But you knew you were coming. I know, but still, I couldn't help it. I was with a girlfriend. But go on, you make your toast. Yeah, but I'm, I'm nervous about what you're doing with it well, already. I mean, why are you... No- I'm, just, I'm toasting the bread. I mean, no, I'm going to describe the scene. He's toasted the bread. There's no... Is there a plate out? Where's your knife? Okay, the plate's out. Because is the wrong knife. Is the, is the butter ready? Yeah, the because- butter's... From the larder, very spreadable. Yeah, it's got to be spreadable. Is it salted? Yes. Good. That's Good. the correct because answer. there's not enough salt in Marmite is the main thing about it. That, I mean, if you can have salted, why would you ever have not salted? Unless you're baking, of course. So there we are. You are making the toast. And I'm just going to tell the listeners that they, it's been brown beautifully enough. toasted. Yeah, you don't want it browner than that. But stop waving it in the air. Start buttering it immediately so that it melts. Yeah, Good. Lots yep. and lots of butter or what? Loads of butter. And also in the corners. And then we're going to have a conversation about whether you cut it into uh, rectangles or triangles. There's only one answer. I'll let you decide. But the point, think of it as a test. So you're putting on the butter on, uh, on toast. Yeah, but there are so many things wrong with that. Can I just describe to the group what Giles has done? He's done quite a thick layer of butter. And he's done it, I'm going to say, sort of tardily. Uh, because it hasn't melted enough. It ha- A, it hasn't melted enough, and B, you don't have to do it again, but I'm depressed. And B, what happens is then you've got a cold layer of butter, which is would be fine, by the way, if we were going with jam, but because we're going with Marmite, is not fine. Jam, visible butter, is a good thing. But continue. Then you're going to get the Marmite. This is my mum's favourite thing. This is my favourite thing. So Eve Pollard, who was, was it the very first female Fleet Street editor? Second. Second Street, Fleet Street editor? Yeah. And, but she was mostly concerned about the making of... Uh, Marmite and toast yeah. for me, her little girl. Was this, was this the extent of Eve's cooking? No, she, was, she made an extraordinary cheese and onion quiche. 
extraordinary, which was my favourite thing. She'd make it for birthdays and Christmas. I'm pleased that you've gone for the classic Marmite jar because if for anybody's listening, there is something called squeezy Marmite, but I don't like change. I've mentioned my age, but I like to think... You haven't? To st- I'm 48. I'd like things to stay where they are. Not even 48, just I'm 51 to be next week. I g- happy birthday, Muzzletoff. But I have always been... Oh, I mean, I asked for a crochet set when I was 21. I can't wait to be 60. I like a heavy tog duvet. I just want to do some tapestry. The now look on Claudia Wickerman's face I'm is so tense. so aghast because this butter hasn't melted that much. I slightly pre-toasted the toast. Well, that was it. Well, why? To be ready for you. Well, because that's... Because then you were a bit late. Embarrassing. So, how uh... Much, let's see. How much... <gasps> you, you Should I do you it for you? Well, yeah. Yes, could you do it for me and I'll... Right, this is what I'm going to explain. Clean knife i taken. And also, there's nothing more annoying. I can't believe you have any listeners to this. It's so boring. So I'm just going to explain it. No one's because... saying that I do. In fact, it's not even for a radio show. I just get lonely on, in the afternoon. And it's, a, this... it's a good way to get girls around. Elab- but guess what? Free, free snacks. An elaborate home video is what we're doing. Audio. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to dip into the knife and we're doing a little mound. We're twirling it so the marmite doesn't go everywhere. And what we're going to do is, uh, I don't know how to say this. What we're going to do is we're going to dot. Dot. We're going to dot. We're not spreading the Marmite. We're doing a gentle, do you see what I'm doing? Almost, I don't know whether you're a fan of dressage. I'm saying that to the people who are listening. Like horses. Yes. But you know how dressage, how those uh, horses walk? Oh, yes, (laughs) I do. Like a little trot. What we're doing is a gentle trot. We are making this almost operatic in our dotting of the Marmite. So we're not just spreading it all on. We are dotting it so that when... And notice you're double dipping. I am double dipping, but I'm all right with it. You know why? Why? Because it's your Marmite. (laughs) So the thing is... With this technique, I'd need eight knives anyway. Oh, you're going for squares. I'm going for squares. I'm not going for triangles. But I I don't know how... I, I mean, this sounds dramatic... But I'm, I'm feeling a bit sad. Because it's not melted. Because this is all wrong. Yeah. But, okay. that, but Marmite on toast. If you have a slight sniffle, if you are hungover, if you realise that your boyfriend's a bit of a tool, if you don't like your girlfriend anymore, if your kid is waking up at 2am, 4am and 6am and is scared of everything, there is nothing that cannot be fixed. All of this can be fixed with toast and Marmite. And I'm reckoning that you are... Thinking of much hot... Is that bread okay? Sliced bread? Sliced sort of, of kingsman? Course, That's all slice. right. Yeah, of course slice, but it's quite a small slice. Yeah, you don't like a... You like a thicker slice? I don't like a thicker slice. I like more um, surface area. I like a bloomer. Right, okay, so a bloomer and then that hot. That almost doesn't fit I, in the I toaster. I appreciate that that And is... it's boiling hot and it's coming out scalding. <laughs> you take it over. You put on me- almost melted salted mm-hmm. butter. Then you do your dressage of Marmite and you're never making one slice because then you're a yeah. sociopath. You're making at least two or three slices. You're making quite a strong cup of tea, barely any milk, two sweeteners, stir it three times. Then you're on the phone to a girlfriend and then the world is all right. Well, listen, I, I was going to ask a question, which I see the answer later. Later on your list, there's number seven. I won't reveal what it is, but it's if I had to eat fancy, you eat some, we eat something. Yeah. So, but it sounds to me that you're... You, you, I'm you, not interested in fancy. Not interested in I'll fancy. I'll tell you why, because I don't like leaving my house. Right. So you, uh, in order to like fancy food, I realise that this is part of your living and you're excellent at No, it. no, I don't even like leaving the house either. Uh, but I, I... Ideally, I would sit at home eating toast and occasionally go out and present a dancing show. That has not been offered to me. I have to work my nose to the grindstone reviewing restaurants. I don't like it. No, you're very, very good at it and you need to do it. And of course, I sometimes I like restaurants, but 
I could go to a restaurant once every six weeks. Mm. I like staying at home and I like a bread basket. I like a big selection. I like a crumpet, Kingsmill crumpet. But look, I mean, but you talk of carbs, but you are famously sylph-like. How but do- I'm not. I'm not. Big, I'm not. You wear right a big now. shirt, but I. But I. Oh no! Under it's, there, a, it's, it's a disgrace. I have been eating carbs four times a day. My family and I have thrown in a fourth meal. We have an afternoon tea. I don't know why. My daughter's a brilliant baker. She's like, Mum, should I do coffee and walnut? We're the only family that I. I I'm going to say this, and I know how lucky we are, and people have had an absolutely terrible time, so I feel like an absolute tool even mentioning this. But while we are having a meal, we are talking about the next meal we're having. So as, like, you know, Chris will have made delicious burgers, before we've even put a bite in, we're all sitting around, we're like, oh, yeah, and they're doing homeschooling, and how did that go? And genuinely, do you think this was a good thing that happened in the Second World War? Yeah, whatever, we're trying to get... I've got a 17-year-old. If it was the Holocaust, then no. Yeah, it's a no. It's a solid... You know, we're having a conversation like that, and before we take a bite, we're going, not being funny, but supper, we're just having pasta pesto. (laughs) That's how we've been living. Oh, this, you remind me of we have we've been having Five Guys night on Fridays, oh. and the, and Sam, my son, gets. What gets, do you get in the burger? Uh, me personally, not that interesting. I, I have uh, just the cheeseburger with gherkins, mustard, and then I put mayo in that I have here. And you I don't use, have fried onions. No, no, wow. I don't have wow. fried onions. Sometimes in the second burger, if I have two, I then have because I, I have one which is classic, which is tomato lettuce. It tastes a bit like McDonald's, but posher, but yeah. a bit nicer. Uh, if anything could be nicer, the second burger will be barbecue sauce, no cheese, yeah. and then sometimes fried onions. Yeah. Sometimes fried and raw onions together oh, for a bit that. of crunch, for a bit of. Cat. All I'm saying is that my son Sam, who is he's out playing cricket now, burning some of last week's fried guys. He'll get two of the big burgers. And he'll get his. He'll open his burger, his first burger, and he'll open his little mouth. And as he's opening his mouth, he'll go, "Where's my second burger?" Yeah. And he wants it lined up next to him by his he's elbow. Not he's and he'll not open wrong. it up to check it's all right. Then close it to keep it hot. And then he he's open, not wrong. Yeah, he can only he's enjoy it. It sounds. It sounds like the Claudia Winkleman School of Eating. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I have. I was going to. I haven't put a clock there, but I'm feeling like we're. Have we already talked for in terms of time? Minutes? I think we've used more than our. Allotted eight. Well, I'll, I'll do some of them quick. What have you got next? Well, I've got skips next, but we're going to go from the toast of my... But I want... Can we have... You've given us a picture of your home life. You like to stay at home. But when you were a kid, was that... When I was a kid, I also loved staying at home. So my mum and dad uh, divorced when I was three, but they had a very beautiful divorce, as divorces go. Really, really friendly. And their only rule was that they would live within walking distance of each other. So I would go... And they did it brilliantly. And I... Love them. And thankfully, I mean, I collect parents like people collect snow globes. I've got a brilliant stepmom and a brilliant stepdad. So I would go to whoever really had the most marmite. And uh, go from one to the or depending on my homework, my mum pretending was, not to have eaten with your mum. You then go around to your dad's yeah, and, and go, Dad, can you help me with geography? Mum helped me with my French or however it worked. But uh, so my mum worked really hard, but she carried it all with total aplomb like we never really knew what she did it was how like, old were you I mean she was a journalist right through forever when she became editor how old were you no idea. no idea and she was also on I mean she was with my dad on Through the Keyhole she did quite a lot she of telly the so she was quite famous when you were little she was quite famous but she didn't feel famous and like I don't feel famous I my kids have got no idea what I do uh, or my son knows about Strictly he's mortified keeps on begging me to stop Really? Uh, yeah. Larry. Doesn't he doesn't say to girls, "Hey, guess what? My mum's on Strictly." No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> She's hiding just, behind her own like, hair. Just literally eating my hair. Um, so, but I remember being cosy at home, and I've got siblings much younger than me mm-hmm. who are eight years younger, which weirdly I've um, replicated in my own family. So, you're, you know, your family is only as big as the littlest kid. 
right? Mm -hmm. So I was always cozy under a blanket watching Trading Places, probably way before he was ready uh, with my brother or watching all of the Tom and Jerry's um, and all of the Bugs Bunny with my sister at theirs. And we were looked after like we were, well, restaurant critics. Mm. You know, my dad would make the most amazing pasta sauce, my mum would make a quiche, and there was just food and family. And and given that what I'm trying to do in the most bogus way is kind of, the star, Winkleman, could she be seen? I mean, obviously you don't feel famous to yourself, but to many I'm other not. people you obviously are. It's a bit difficult. It's not like you're Van Gogh and there has to be some re- some seed of what was later to become. Yes. We could, But you had a you had a very famous and impressive... I mean, I've got an impressive mum who works, but yeah. she's not famous. You had a famous mum, was that... Was it in any relevant, that role model? or She was, i tell you what, she was staunch feminist. So there were certain rules. So that we, I lived in a house without mirrors, which is why, by the way, I still do. Might explain what I look like a lot of the time if you've ever seen me out. So my mum and uh, my brother did ballet and I did uh, DIY. And she just slightly wanted to uh, challenge the status quo of male and female roles, I suppose. And there were lots of books, which she said were a gift. So... And there was lots of conversation. You know, it's, I think it's interesting that when we used to sit, when me and Ollie or me and Sophie used to sit at the table, everyone around us would be talking about politics and the world. And they were journalists, not just because they were journalists, they were just interested in the news. And mm. there were rows and there were discussion and there were people and there was Liam Perrins everywhere always. <laughs> and um, um, Listen, we, I think we, I'm going to get the skips and we'll carry okay. on in this vein. But I mean... All right, let so. me tell you about skips. So um, my mum was advanced... Russell, Russell, Russell. Boom. I mean, that's so offensive to your listeners. I, no, I, if they've turned off, I get it. You're talking like someone who's been broadcasting on the radio for much longer than I have. I'm just saying. Anyway, so, but thank you for the Russell. So my mum was advanced in many levels in terms of uh, you're a goal and I want you to know that the shell, what you look like, is the least interesting thing about you and that's why we don't have mirrors because otherwise you'll spend all your life looking and you'll think that's important and it's not. And actually, in fact, it's reading and chatting and let us explain to you about Neville Chamberlain or let's see, and this is what we're going to discuss. Um, she also wouldn't let me have... You know, my mum even then knew that organic was good. She couldn't necessarily afford that much, but what she could, I would have. So she would send me to school uh, because she, not in plastic, nothing in plastic. Even then, a little bit of greaseproof paper that had been used 17 times with a tiny hunk of banana in it. And that was my snack. And then there were a couple of girls who were super cool, just glamorous, glossy hair, pierced ears. And one of them had a trio every day. Do you remember a trio? Trio. <laughs> trio. And the other girl had skips. And she was the most popular girl in school, I think the most popular girl I've ever met, more popular than Jennifer Aniston, because she had a bag of skips every day, and that taught me something about popularity. I'm going to open them up. Which is, have the stuff. Have the, you're quite right, it's have the stuff. And in the, I think the period you're talking about, I think skips... I have to have one. ...had broadly just been launched, because there were those ads with giant haystacks. It was about 1978, 9? Yeah. Can I have one? I mean... Are they as good as you remember? It says on the front, I thought it said they were light and malty. And oh, that's weird, but they're light and melty. They're so melty. What you're looking for... Number one prawn cocktail is the... I mean, there's something else in there that is a bit fish-like that oh, yeah, I like. Coming up. But where, where it feels unbelievably glamorous. I mean, I still remember I was 14, we were away, and it was the first time I think we had the following. Calamari, a prawn cocktail. It was a fisherman's surprise evening. And nice. it, yeah, still... That's what I'd like to eat. There is something about... I've got to say something rude. They're not quite as melty as I remember. No, I mean, they, they, they taste a tiny bit stale. 
But I mean, but well, you, number one, you don't want that crunch. So what we would do because the most seventeenth popular... of October, twenty twenty, the sell by, they should be good. Rupinder, the most popular girl at school, who had a bag of skips every day, would give us all one, and we'd put it on our tongue, and I could make it sit on my tongue for eight minutes because it would just sizzle and melt. It was like space dust. Did they used to be pinker. Did they? Didn't they used to have be more pink and veiny? No, that's quite veiny. Is that? I still think skips is a gift. And I like beef monster munch, and I also love a hula hoop, also beef, not the new puffy ones. They'd be ridiculous. Which one's monster The classic. Munch? No, hula they got, Are they new ones? I mean, yes, they're, they're called puffed, P U F T, I believe. Um, I might have made that up. I might have yeah. had a dream about it, but Skips is still super glamorous. Do you feed your kids healthily like you were then? Do you, yes. They, they get a little bit of banana in the grease free paper. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, well, I'm evil. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be their friend. Right. I like the fact... But my kids are much older than yours and I've realised the whole point of me is to be annoying and embarrassing. And that is a brilliant... I mean, the best thing my mum ever said to me was I was 14, I was never allowed to go anywhere and she... Uh, but I thought maybe I could go to a party and she said, no, you couldn't. And I remember turning around to her and I shouted, I don't like you. And she replied back, you're not supposed to. <laughs> and it was an enormous relief to both of us. And that's how I bring up my children. They can't stand me. Um, so the school, the, the, taking these skips as the very popular girl had them, let's just quickly fire through school. School, yes, I liked you were, it. You were, you, were, you were good. You went to Cambridge, so clearly you were all right at school. I liked it. I was quite bookish. I went to a very nice school. I sent my daughter there. I think it's um, a really kind school, if that's not a weird thing to say. Um, the girls, I, I met really lovely people, and it's right bang in the middle of London. I love London. My love letter other than to my husband, my kids, my family, my girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. I love London. And it's right on the central line, or the northern line. I used to get there on the northern line. Bang, you know, it's urban as hell, and it's fantastic. Tell you what, I think it's probably time, since we're nearly finished, for the third of our eight snaps. Come on. You? Uh, okay, tell me about... I mean, this is probably... Is this something I have to do? Tell the sonata on a back. Yes. Do you want me to make... I mean, no, you don't have to make it. You do you sit do, down. Do you dip or do you... Do you dip? You, you, do, you, do you use butter? We use it. And why are you making so much noise? Number one, this is the wrong taramasalata. No, that's the best. Okay, Here's now we pink. can talk about taramasalata. Fine. You want no. the pink stuff? I need you to not speak. Okay. Um, I'm joking. But <laughs> when fine. I went to university, I mean, this is obviously brilliant taramasalata mm-hmm. because it is almost white. But the thing that I had, I went to university and I was incredibly homesick, right? I hadn't been for a sleepover. I was already, I was like, let's go. I was 18. I put some sun in in my hair. I had some po- a Che Guevara poster. I was like, I'm going to go and see the world. And I got there and sort of cried for the first year because I just wanted my mum and my dad and my brother and my sister. And I hated it. And the only thing that made me feel better was taramasalata in a bun, which was the cheapest thing at the local. And of course, you've got no money as a student. You know, mm. you don't realise how much you rely on your mum's fridge. And then you don't have a fridge anymore. And you're like, oh, I've got to feed myself. And I think it was 60p. And it was at the local place where you could buy a thing. And the taramasalata was, wasn't just pink, it was neon. Yeah. I don't know whether it had been near any kind of fish or anything. And I had it in a white flowery bat. And that's what I had for lunch every day for three years. And also, when I was younger, this is a weird thing to admit, but I'm going to say it anyway. I was slightly superstitious, which I don't think I am now. But I remember I couldn't walk past a piece of litter. Uh, then I thought I'd failed my finals. And what did you do with the piece of litter? You go I'd a different route, or pick it up. No, oh, I'd, I'd pick it up. I'd pick it up, and I also had to have Tamrislata in a bun in the lead up to any exam. That is like sort of a footballer. That's like Ronaldo having to put his left sock on first. And my Hello. cat is now having a drink of water. Hello. 
Da, da, da. It's, oh, sorry, you did say in, in your notes, in your chat with Ben, your important pre-research that we always do, the thing I ate every single day at university, it's a miracle I persuaded any boys to kiss me, is what you it's said. It's true, because I would have smelt a terrible slaughter. But I only had one boyfriend at university. I couldn't get anyone to kiss me. I was fluorescent orange. Were you fluorescent orange then? Oh, yes. I discovered orange. Do you remember an, a thing called Ultra Glow? You won't. Because you're a boy and you had been. It was a makeup and it was around the time of Dallas Dynasty. Uh And it was like, imagine a brick of fluorescent orange powder. Like you put it on your face and it's like, whoa, goodness me, she's been tangoed. And I found that quite early on and took a whole brick of something similar, but from Rimmel to university. So I was bright orange, probably a bit angsty, uh, you know, picking up litter obsessively and just missing home. Fringe? No fringe. So that's Huge forehead, a... massive forehead. Because you're creating a picture of someone who just hasn't changed at all over 48 years. Yes, I haven't changed. Yeah, it's maybe a bit of a. But, I mean, I feel like I've known you a long time. Yes, forever. But um, I didn't. But I had. I like most people. I'd assume the orange was a was a sort of uh, no, no, always smokescreen for TV. Too, yeah, though. yeah, no, no, loved orange, bright orange. So it is the real you. There's it's me. Gonna... Yeah, yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, look, the next thing, uh, fondue. Yes, I came to fondue quite late. I don't know when you were first introduced to fondue. Like other people, that's because I can't stand skiing. I'm allergic to skiing. My family would never have skied. One boy who was perfectly nice took me on a skiing holiday. I had to break up with him after two days and came home. And then I married my husband. No joke. I said to him only two things. (laughs) Are you obsessed by football? He said no. Um, And I said, and do you like skiing? And he went no. I was like, I'm ovulating. We should (laughs) should get this done. But you do go skiing. No, no, no. Don't you go to the... The, the, the mountains? You go to the mountains? And... I go to the mountains in the summer. Right. So I love a mountain in the summer. I like fields. I like space. I like walking. I like four massive sandwiches or five massive sandwiches and some apples in a backpack. And me and the kids and Chris, absolutely no Wi-Fi. Anybody who's listening to this who's got older children will know that basically all you do is Google holiday, no Wi-Fi signal. So that's why we've gone to the on an Arctic cruise and that's why we often go uh, alpine walking. Because they're like, Mum, you're not going to believe this, but I don't even have... Uh, Instagram up here. I go, oh, terrible shame. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea. 
Keep it down, Iris. Pipe down. We're talking to Claude and Winkleman here um, uh, on Times Radio. Iris, you do whatever you about, want. So what, what are you doing eating fondue? So Chris, husband person, who I met when I was 26, so uh, took me to, I must have been a Swiss restaurant, where we go in. Swiss right? restaurant in London? Or, yes, right. in London. Uh, early date. I had very bad eyesight. I was so madly in love that I couldn't really breathe. You know when you're just that, like... <laughs> It might touch my shoulder. And we went in, and in front of us was a pot of bubbling cheese and then skewers, and you put stuff in. And anyway, I've never forgotten the night, and I thought the first time I had fondue, I was like, I don't understand why anybody... Like, I'm not trying to be difficult, I'm not trying to make a statement, why people wouldn't eat this every single day. Why? I I do know... And I leave it there. I do know Drop the mic. Boom! Do you still eat it now? No. Well, I would if I was out. I wouldn't make it at home because I wouldn't make it you never well had, enough. You've never owned a fondue kit? Never owned a fondue kit, but that's also because our kitchen is the size of a matchbox. So we have to really weigh up, Is it, are we going to have a juicer? Don't be ridiculous, it takes up too much space. Are we going to have a toasted sandwich maker? Breville always wins. You know, so... And we, it's essentially fondue in bread, isn't it? A toasted cheese sandwich. Basically. So, yeah. And so, so we're happy with that. So I can't suddenly start having like, oh yeah, let's have a, let's have a, a kit that we use twice a year. There's none of that. There's, there isn't the space. So in, in that case, um, let's try and collate a few things. Well, we moved on. You've got to 27. You've met Chris. You haven't. So if we can do you going, going on to TV on holiday shows almost yeah. immediately, I, I mean, in your early 20s. Yeah. How, how did you get from Cambridge History okay, of Art exactly. uh, so, into TV and then throw in a bit of there were ladettes about at the time? Fine. And you weren't really one. No. OK, so here we go. So I leave university and I think I'm going to be an art historian. I go and work in a gallery and that lasts exactly eight days because I cannot believe how bored I am because I'm sitting there and it was a very fancy gallery and I'm very grateful to them for letting me go and work there. And I th- it wasn't Cork Street. But it was one of those. Nobody came in. Nobody came in for three days. You just have to sit there looking glamorous in a pencil skirt. And at first it's a complete honour to be surrounded by art. But then you realise nobody's, nobody's going to come Nobody cares about art. Well, no, it's not that. People care about art. I definitely care about Mm. art. But I think, actually, even if I'd have worked uh, as a cleaner at the National uh, Gallery, I'd have been surrounded by more art. This was very minimalist at that time. It was 1993. It it wasn't even a dot. It was just a... And I was like, huh. So that was quite challenging. A friend of mine called Andy from university went and worked for a TV production company and often in telly they'll go, go and get me an unknown. Get me somebody who I haven't seen before. So he phoned 15 of us from university and said, can you come and pretend you want to be TV presenters? We were all like, what? Uh, I was living at home, of course, could never afford to leave. And I went and pretended to be a TV presenter, like held a makeshift mic, looked down the lens, talked about my love of Duran Duran, my hatred of spiders, forgot about it, six months later got a call and then went and worked in telly. That was just it? I, well, it wasn't just it, weirdly, because I was still, I was writing a column, I'd done work experience at Vogue and Tatler, I was writing a column there and I thought the TV, I still think this, I think the TV thing is a nice thing to do, but it might suddenly disappear. So I was happy. So that's why I wrote a column for the Independent and Sunday Times and blah blah blah. And so you I were got... writing something. You see, I think you were writing something. For... When I was an editor at Tatler, you wrote yes, something. Yes, I can't me. get through the month without. Yeah, and you were doing that thing for me. And I remember your mum uh, calling me up and saying, "Can't you find more writing work for Claudia? I, this television thing's never going to last." Hilarious. And she's too clever. She, Claudia's too clever. People don't know she's clever. People, she's doing this sort of. And that's the sort of thing yeah. you've, I don't think that's I'm misquoting her. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and I, I just, this TV's not going to last. It's just, I think you were doing 
Oh, were you doing the, you were doing some shagging show that you'd taken over from Davina? Yes, that? God's gift. There you go. That was mid nineties, wasn't it? Yeah. And he was like, she's got to, she's got to be a writer. And you, your writing stuff was brilliant. So, you, and on Wikipedia, it says you're a presenter and right. You just just finished doing it for a long time, a great column yeah. in, the, in the Sunday Times. Um, so I always think you have to have something else because the TV thing feels too lucky and it feels like it will suddenly disappear. And I wouldn't be... I mean, of course, I'd be sad because I would hate to think that uh, my bosses loathed me. But, of course, that's going to happen. I'm a grown-up. Um, because, as you said a minute ago, they're always looking for Bring Me Someone they're New. They're looking for Bring Me New. Of course they have. And in the world of telly, the girls, we all and the boys, we all look after each other. It all feels like there's enough space. So I love Holly and Fern and Davina and Tess and Emma Willis. And we all, we're all sort of there for each other. We look after each other. And, you, and Stacey Doody is absolutely brilliant. And you keep going, somebody come, like, should I step off? Or, but... And of course we will. Tess and I will leave at the same time, and I'll I'll stop doing it. But I like I do like working, so I have to have something. You, else. Will you step off doing it before you're pushed? Yeah, you've got to. Yeah. I think you sense it, don't you? Okay, more um, more food, more food, margarita and chips. That's, that's a cocktail rather than a pizza. That's a cocktail. The answer to life. No offense to both of you. I'm sitting opposite uh, boys. Um, is girlfriends? That's the answer. And of course, it's marriage and children and doing a job that you don't find offensive and all of those things. But girls are everything, or they are to me. And um, and I've had the same friends forever, the same gang. We talk all the time. I mean, I had a four-hour lunch with your sister yesterday and we just talked for half an hour in the car. I've still got stuff to say. What were you saying to my sister on the car just before, I'm going on your brother's radio show? I didn't tell her until I saw you. Right. I said, oh, by the way, I'm doing your brother's radio show. And she went, give him my love. Oh, that's nice of her. Yeah. You, I, I remember you saying, I think you met, didn't you? Like, in the green room of some daytime yes. show. It was a brilliant... Well, you mentioned Ladettes. Yeah. So Vicky and I, so our parents had always been friends, but we met properly on the set of Good Morning with Anne and Nick. And I think we were 23, maybe we were 24. And we were supposed to be on opposing sides of an argument, which was one, a uh, girl should be allowed to go out and drink. And I, I can't even... The argument was paper thick like of course girls should be allowed to do that like that's not a conversation um and we realized within two minutes of each other in this green room that we were the same person I mean I wish I was as brilliant as her uh but yeah and then we went on and pretended to, to disagree, disagree but I don't even think we pretended by the time we went on we were holding hands and promising to be each other's maid of honors which then we were and so margarita and chips is a margarita and chips if you have I'd never go out but if I did go out it is the promise of fun, mayhem, filth. When I say filth, not yeah. really. But uh, deep, guttural laughing. You know, like that proper laugh. Not, <laughs> but <laughs> like, I'm howling. <laughs> and that's girls. And that's it. The minute you're with somebody, I know a bunch of girls, that the minute they go, yeah, can we have four margaritas, please? And just some chips for the table. And you're like, this is... This is what it is. Yeah. There is. This is it. This is it. And by the way, you know me well enough to know it always ends by 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like I'm saying I'm at the Groucho and I'm going wild. I can be round the corner, but if something's got a bit of salt round the rim and there's a chip with some ketchup or mayo to dip in and you're with the people who know you better than you know yourself, everything's gone well. I wish I was a girl. Blokes, it's not like that. But they don't. I would. I try to get out by ten, but they don't. They don't let you. They give you a hard time. It's got to go on till three. No, and too much drinking gets done. And if you talk, they don't even really talk about. I mean, yeah, not always. I like a, a quiet, a quiet 
Italian. Then you like a one on one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, that's the safest thing. With your husband, I like to go and have an Italian round the corner from your house. Yeah, lovely. One bottle of half a bottle, a couple of glasses of red wine. Bed by ten. Bowl of pasta, bed by ten. The moment you have more than two blokes, you've, you've all got it all go. It's carnage, yeah, disgusting, yeah, yeah. which is why the world is in the mess it's in. Funnily enough. Hello. Hello. That's the answer. That's another answer. By the way, I am completely aware that I have not given a superfood or even a fruit or a vegetable. No, it's desert island crisps. Is that the fine? whole point? The I'm whole... never going to say, do you know what? I love apples. I mean, actually, no. I do love apples. Look at that. Okay, I'm just opening up. Well, can you describe what's happening there? Right. Let me. No, hold on. I'm definitely going to I don't believe in any sound, but let me just do this. So, this is what happens. Or, ding dong. You've been out late the night before. You thought it was going to be one margarita. It was four. Or you've realised you've got to get him out of your life. This is the only thing you need. Ding dong. And then this noise. Listen. It's a Domino's pizza. That's what it is. I'm and so that, my friend, now. is pepperoni passion, which is double pepperoni, double cheese. So I think, in terms of comfort food, in terms of, you know, mm. we're too old to use dummies, right? Mm-hmm. Or teddies, or carry around little muslins. I mean, I would hope so. But if you need a cuddle in food form, that's what it, that is. You seem to be coming to the notion of... Sorry, I'm still eating this delicious pizza. Um, you, you come, you're coming, returning a number of times to the notion of food as... A cuddle. It as is. As a cuddle, as well, a thing you, you know... It, Desert Island crisps, I think of the stuff... So... If you're, when I met with your sister yesterday, mm-hmm. sorry to wang on about it, mm-hmm. oh, chicken chop salad, some pickles, maybe a bit of herring, because the world is brilliant, it's a Monday, here we are, yeah, let's have a bottle of fizzy water, do you know what, I'm going to have a decaf coffee, ring-a-ding-ding, <laughs> you don't meet with your best friend on a Monday and go, do you know what, I'm going to have a pizza. When you have to yeah. write down your list of the food that has mattered or the food that you would pass on or the food that you go, this is sort of mood altering. You, I don't know why. You, and I've never, I haven't had a hangover for two years, almost. But you think of the stuff where you're just, the world is slightly wobbly. Mm-hmm. Not that it, Then you want toast and marmite. Then you want a pepperoni passion. And by the way, it's what I love about lots of places. I go to Pret a lot. Do you like Pret? Mm-hmm. Pret mm-hmm. I love Pret yeah, My wife loves Pret. I don't quite... I love it. And you know why? Wherever I am, I'm in the uh, Liverpool station and I'm running, or I'm in Oxford Street, I get the sandwich, and it's the same. I could just rely on it. Yeah. And sometimes, juggling... I'm not really juggling, let's pretend. But, you know, when you're doing stuff, you don't want to go, oh, this, this is a bit different. What I love about a pepperoni passion from Domino's mm. is it's not letting you down. You know exactly what it is. You might only have two a year, but when you have it, yeah. you sink into it with mates. I've had one with my husband. My son turned 15. Uh, he's now 17. Or was it 14? And I said, what do you want? And he's a really sweet boy. He, ne- he doesn't ask for a lot. You know, there are some kids yeah. who are like, I want this and I want that and I want blah, blah, blah. And there are lots of things that are just not allowed. They know that iPads don't live in residential homes. They know that phones only, you're only allowed like literally eight minutes of screen time. As I said, I'm evil. But all he wanted was a pepperoni peach, a pepperoni passion and his friends. And we ordered four pepperoni passions. He had all his mates around from school and they wrote 15 in pepperoni on each of the pizzas. So ever since then, I've been unbelievably loyal. Oh. Anyway, we've had toast and marmite, we've had yeah. skips, we've had taramasolato, we've had fondue, we've had margarita and, and some chips, and we've had uh, a pepperoni passion from Domino's. We've got two things to go. We've taken you from your childhood at yeah. home 
through school and university, the beginnings of, of your TV career. You're on the TV presenting things. You do holiday shows for a while. I remember you telling me how many years it was that you chucked that in because you couldn't face holding a, gla- a cocktail glass up to camera and saying cheers again. Yes. I now find myself presenting Amazing Hotels, basically the only hotel show on BBC Two. And almost every scene, yeah. the director says to me, could you and Monica, Monica Galetti, my could, could you just chink glasses and say cheers? And I go, no, no, because my friend Claudia Winkleman, the far more successful and important no, person who true. left travel programs behind 20 years ago told me I I absolutely loved it but then I think did I get pregnant or I wanted to get pregnant anyway yeah I was uh, you wanted to get pregnant to escape holiday shows no to have they're wonderful no they're they're fantastic Um, I think we need to get to Strictly okay fine um, we What's have talked the next about one? Strictly, but... Oh, the oh, next one. I'll tell you, on the subject of pizza. Yeah. So, Tess Daly... You just want to talk only about pizza, basically. Yeah, well, I just want to oh, tell you... Oh, I see, Tess Daly, so this she is, is a Strictly pizza. She is a perfect human being. She is, in absolutely every way, because she... Uh, she wears her success incredibly lightly. She is only really interested in talking about her daughters and her beautiful house and her family and her friends or whatever, and her children are divine. We chat, 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 chat. The only thing she does... After every Strictly, we go up to the room, we have pizza. Guess what she has on hers? Uh, sh- oh, she does something wrong. Does she have something green? Does she have, like, peppers? Not pineapple. Yeah! Ah! No! She has a pineapple pizza. Oh, my God. My great friend, the most glamorous, the most beautiful, you- the kindest. She's, she's an amazing... Oh, she's genuinely a great friend. Had thinks nothing of going into her room... Cracking open, she has a full fat Coke, always love her, and she'll have a slice of pizza just with chunks pineapple. Anything else? I mean, ham? She might do a vegetarian. Is this a, not a Hawaiian we're talking it's about? It's not a Hawaiian, no, it's just a random piece of pineapple on a pizza. And it used to make me, I mean, you can hear it in my voice, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, slightly tearful, slightly confused. Who are you? She loves it. No, that's... that's yeah, go on, next one. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to watch the next series, and I think that's it. That, that's strictly for me, done, finished. Okay, number seven. If I had to eat fancy... Yes. Sushi. Sushi. Well, Japanese food. Right. So I have been to... Yeah, I love sushi. I like... I don't... It doesn't have to be fancy. I like Yumi sushi. I love Itsu. I love all of the sushi forms. I like sushi from a supermarket. I Do like... Do you, it. even with the slightly gritty rice, sometimes when the sushi rice isn't cold... No, it's, it's, it's not as perfect. It, it's not as perfect. Yeah. But I like if because mm. what I like is the mix. I like rice and avocado and soy sauce in any form, right. in a tube or just in a bowl or mashed up. When I was pregnant, I got a rice cooker because I couldn't make proper. I I made okay rice, but I love that sticky rice. Mm. And I put it in a bowl, chop up like literally hunks of avocado and some soy sauce. But not presumably the raw fish if you were pregnant. No, then I didn't do that. No Japanese women. Yeah, it. but I didn't have raw fish. Um, so I, but I really love, if I was going to go out and it was going to be fancy, I love sake, I love cold, really, really cold sake, I like tuna sashimi. You're not a hot sake person. I like, I mean, That's not classy anymore. Have you ever had Horlicks? Yes. Have you ever had Ovaltine? Yes. And how do you feel about them? Pretty, pretty, pretty gopping. Okay, I feel, I feel like aggressive. Oh, you really don't like those? I won't have a hot drink that can develop some sort of film or skin. And I know that sake can't, but still, it a feels warm like it. sort of a warm cup of Vaseline is not acceptable to me. But ice cold... You, you discredit a thousand years of fine Japanese drinking tradition. You know I'm an idiot. No, I'm I, no, 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 you're, quite, no you're, you're right on the money. I like, and my, my not very classy wife who's asleep upstairs, sleeping off her, her small low-calorie low lunch, uh, she, she loves 
hot sake. And you, when, I, when I take her to these super fancy Japanese yeah. restaurants, they have the, a list and they bring out and they have a thousand wonderful sakes and shoshus, yeah. all ice cold. And she always says, can I have a hot one? And yeah. they look at her funny. It's one of the reasons I love her. Yes, that She will course. not put away. You know, she'll have had some boyfriend who took her to a yeah. Japanese restaurant and she'll have had the hot sake. And, she did. So and, we, then it, she and now we make them heat up. Yeah, divine. The, the, very, the really expensive sake, they say. Which they, I didn't it, know whether hot or uh, whether hot or cold was better, but I... No, cold is better. You're completely right. I quite like going, let me just say this, to somewhere. Sometimes you want the atmosphere in the background and everything else to feel slightly badly behaved. I don't know why I think mm-hmm. that about Japanese food. Uh, naughty, a bit giddy. I think because it's so light. Because yeah. all you're having is a bit of rice and dipped in soy soup. And it's all very flirtatious. And oh, it is sex food. I mean, people often say, what, what, what fancy restaurant should I go to before a date? And you think of that heavy French food. Yeah. Back in the days when one used to have sex. Well, you certainly didn't after a heavy meal, but you theoretically could after sushi. Anyway. Well, sushi, I find super glamorous. And it's also one of those things that you won't make at home. So it feels like a very special treat. And because it wasn't there when I was little, well, uh, ever. So I can't remember the first time I went to Yo Sushi and there was a conveyor belt. Maybe Mm. I was in my... Early 30s? Yeah, the first conveyor belt was Moshi Moshi Sushi and Moshi Moshi Sushi. That was Liverpool Street Station about 94. I think Yo was about 97. So 97, yeah, exactly. And I remember thinking, this is the future. It was Poland Street. Like, I felt like yeah. I was in the Jetsons. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. And there was, they, when they first launched, they had a robot drinks trolley. They stopped doing that. There was a sort of, it was a, I, in my memory, it was like K9 from Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it was a, a trolley that wheeled up to your thing and... Oh, my God. But still, they had taps where you could have still yeah. sparkling water. And by the way, all my kids thought it was the... Yo Sushi is the most glamorous place. Mm. You, so in my mind, Jap- and I also I love the taste of all Japanese food. It just feels sexy and like the biggest treat on the planet. What's your eighth and final? So this is my final thing. When I, I talked a lot about... I think my favourite food... I mean, people talk about last ever meal, but that's so depressing because you would know it was your last ever meal. So, I mean, like, literally, whatever. Some Frosties, shut up. But... If you said to me, you can only go out once in the next six months with your husband, with your kids, with your parents, with your best friends, what are you having? We're having a curry. We're having Indian food. And we are sharing, because I like sharing food. I also Mm -hmm. love tapas. But the taste of curry is sort of almost the only thing that I would really miss if I didn't live in London. I know it's all over the UK, but what I love about... Is it's better, and there are other cities, but certainly when you're in a village in Norfolk and there's just one curry, but it's not going to be... Yes, and so uh, and it doesn't have to be a fancy curry, it doesn't have to be... I like a chickpea curry and rice and mango chutney. I love the pomp of poppadoms. I love tearing a garlic naan. A curry feels like an event. Mm-hmm. And my little one, I don't know why, but it was the first. And I'm not, and also, again, I keep on picking stuff that I'm not good enough at home. I try and I try and I try because I know it's the kid's favourite thing. So if I could master three different curries, right? Mm-hmm. Like a vegetarian one, maybe a big, delicious go and fish curry, and then a chicken, maybe a sort of North, North Indian chicken curry. Yeah. Then we, they'd never, they would never leave home. They would never go off and marry other people and basically leave me, which makes me very sad. Is that they your would, main aim in the next they would, I could breastfeed them. I could breastfeed them till they're all 40. Done. Finished. Night, night. I try. I'm not good enough at it. But I remember I was, my son, little one is now nine and I was really cooking curry when he was probably just weaning for the other two. So it's his favourite food on earth in the same way that Jake asked for a um, 
pizza for his 15th. Bear, the little Arthur, is his proper name. Um, and he is eight? Yeah, just turned nine. Just turned and nine. And all he wanted was a curry, but of course, because of uh, lockdown, we couldn't we couldn't. And does go. he like it spicy? He quite likes it spicy. He'll take spicy. He'll take yeah. spicy. He'll take a... Yeah, he loves it. So which, Claudia Winkleman... Yes. My most recent guest on Desert Island Crips here on Times Radio, which of these, Claudia, is the one dish, the one snack that you would have to have on your desert island above all others? Oh, this is very difficult. I don't have a human with me. No, this is Desert Island. Actually, guess why not? It's Times yeah, Radio. Yeah, can I just have, have my family? Mate. Who do you... Oh, what, instead of food? No, with. Either or. Oh, well, then I had a family. <laughs> I just started it. Now I'm yes. kidding. Okay, so you've got your whole family on I've this desert I've got my whole family. Then Probably we're... a really nice house, maybe a pool. Love it! Yeah. Then and we're then... having curry. Great. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing, and that's how we're living. And occasionally people can visit, but if they don't, I'm all right. It's basically lockdown with, with loads of sea. There you go. How lovely. Thank Claudia you. Wickerman. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for, for letting us taste your, your so desert sorry, not, not one not one piece of kale. I'm embarrassed. Nobody wants kale. Nobody. You've been listening to Desert Island Crisps, a special treat edition of the podcast Culled from My Times Radio Show. It's a wireless studios production for Times Radio, produced by my pet millennial, well, they do understand the tech, Ben Mitchell. If you like this edition, please let us know, and in the future we might be able to bring you more from My Desert Island, where the build-up of hungry celebrities is beginning to make social distancing very difficult indeed. But for now, for more Desert Island Crisps, tune into my live radio show on Times Radio on Fridays from 1 till 4 on your DAB radio, online or using the shiny new Times Radio app where you can also hear a whole host of Times podcasts such as Red Box with the fabulous Matt Chorley, your political hit of the day or Split Opinion with former Home Secretary Amber Rudd and her journalist daughter Flora Gill where they argue about a different topic each week with special guests including former London mayoral candidate Rory Stewart and the comedian Catherine Ryan. You can also binge on the back catalogue of this award-nominated podcast Giles Corran Has No Idea which is available on the Times Radio app or wherever else you get your podcasts including Acast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.